What is up, my Fortnite gamers? Get out your chug jugs. Get out your slurp juice because this is not an ordinary pod. This is the Tenet Fortnite pod. This is the Final Shot podcast. I am your host, Joseph Salamone. I am joined by fellow gamer. Uh, Adam Sidorius. And you know what? He did it. He he not only reinvented cinema, Christopher Nolan, he reinvented gaming as we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave us an experience. I mean, move over Travis Scott. We have a new uh, we have a new influencer on the Fortnite scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so we both went to the Fortnite event for uh, Tenet. Mm-hmm. We both uh, went together. We hold hands. It was very uh, cute. Yeah, it was very cute. We uh, drove in our uh, what Humvees or whatever, yeah. and then we uh, <laughs> uh, we crashed it into the screen, and then we uh, we were shooting one of those like uh, plungers they were shooting at yeah, the screen. Yeah, we had the plunger bone arrows we were shooting yeah. at the screen. Yeah, it, it was, was um the way uh, Nolan intended us to watch this trailer. <laughs> I think that's how he intends us to watch the movie. Well, the fun fact is, it was on 70 millimeter. The projection of the trailer. It. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so cool that they brought that out. <laughs> well, to be fair, it's the only theater open in North America right now. So mm-hmm. Nolan, when he found that out, he was like, "I'm gonna get it on the screen. I have to do it." <laughs> No one heard there was the Fortnite amphitheater was open and he was like, play the movie. Um, in all seriousness, what did you think of the new trailer? Yo, this movie looks so sick. Like all jokes aside, it looks amazing. It looks so it, it's the same. I mean, it's the same feeling I had watching the Inception trailer. It was like, it's something I've never seen before and I need to see it like immediately. And he even kind of has the same like humor set up that the Inception trailer did. And I just can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I I can't even like function after that trailer. I thought it was mm-hmm. uh, just everything about it, like the style of it, but like the humor. It looks very funny, uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that to be Robert Pattinson's role, kind of like the comedic relief. But yeah, um, <laughs> he looks great in it. Uh, John David Washington looks really good. Uh, I think Kim Branagh's the bad guy, and he looks like he's killing it. Yeah, he um, looks this. great. He looks really really cool in it. Very menacing. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I the ending of the trailer with the plane, I was like, I audibly went like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> that was um, I just everything about that trailer, like, the spectacle of it, and like seriously, if this movie is the first movie to open theaters, uh, come Ju- July, uh, there's talk about August maybe in case July doesn't work out. Um, if this is the first movie we go back to see, count me in, dude. Uh-huh. I'm I'm so excited. I will 100% brave the society. I'll wear a mask. I don't. I'll take get my temperature my temperature checked. I don't care what it takes. I just I like gotta see this damn movie. <laughs> if you um had to, would you wear a hazmat suit to go see this movie? Um, yes. Yeah, I I think I 100%. I would. I'll put on like that breathing mask that John David has on in the trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I dude, I'm so fucking hyped for this movie. Like, if I can only see one movie this year, it would be Tenet. Like I, I oh, yeah, care. at this point I would it would be honest uh, because I mean all in all honesty the tenant stuff like the t- I mean there's honestly there's nothing there's no trailers for Dune but I mean like just like the with the stills released from Dune it's like I if I, it was Tenant and Dune I'd probably walk into Tenant you know what I mean yeah I mean it's I don't know like I. I know you're you're really pushing for Dune to be in December, mm-hmm. and I, I hope it does too. But at the same time, like there's been so little marketing for it that if it gets pushed to 2021, I won't like cry over it. Mm-hmm. Now, if like Tenet gets pushed to, to like December or something, 
I'll cry over cry. that. Yeah, yeah I will I'll cry say that. that. I'll agree with you. At this point, if Dune gets pushed, I'll be disappointed, but I won't be upset. But if Tenet gets delayed, like, far... Because August is not ideal, but August is still fine, because it's just, like, a month, it's a couple weeks later. But, like, if, yeah. it, if it gets delayed to next year or anything, like, I, I will legit cry, because I, I, like... <laughs> well, the thing about um, July is it's, like, valid for about 48 states. But the thing is, the only states that aren't working towards a July reopening is uh, New York and L.A., or uh, New York oh. and um, uh, California. And those are the two biggest markets in North America. So, like, yes, you would have all other 48 states, but at the same time, uh, you don't have your two biggest markets to open with. And also, like, a lot of the uh, film critics to review your movie or in New York and L.A. So, like, you get no publicity for it. You get no opening weekend box office. Um, if For anyone that watched the trailer, you might notice that the trailer did not end with a release date. It just said in theaters. Um, so they're not committing to July. Um, I think it's still in the plans because in the description it says July, but they're obviously not like advertising July mm. anymore. They're not like flailing it, which I, I kind of thought this trailer might end with August as the new yeah. release date. That's what or, I was expecting as well. That's honestly kind of why I did the Fortnite thing, because <laughs> like, I wanted to see what the new release date was. But uh, yeah, I but you know all in all, uh, it was it was I mean you know all jokes aside, I, I liked the interview that John David gave. Yeah. Um. For the movie and uh, the way he talked about it, like he hyped it up a lot, and it just makes me excited. Um. So yeah, like, do you have any final thoughts on it? Um. I, yeah, I can't wait for it. I really, really, really hope it's like the first thing we get to see back in theaters because I mean, it's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably talk about Nolan later, but I, I just, I love the man, and uh, I hope he gets. I hope I get to see it on the big screen sooner rather than later. Yeah, I um, I'm confident we'll like at least see it this year. Like, I mm-hmm. do you think there's any possibility it gets pushed to 2021? I don't think it'll get pushed to 2021. I think at this point, I think definitely it'll be released this year. It's just when it will be released this year. Um, yeah. So it's a uh, you know I kind of it's weird because like for a while these past couple weeks I've kind of forgotten about uh, the whole uh, state of the film industry. And then I just, this just completely reminded me like, Oh yeah. Like that, like we're in shambles right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the thing is I'm kind of like leaning more towards August for this because I feel like it's probably going to be August as well. Yeah. And the thing is, I know August is like kind of like a dead month in most regards, but like this isn't a typical year, you know? Yeah. Um, like if other movies were coming out, August would be like a weird release date for it. But um <laughs> Basically, time doesn't exist anymore, so like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Um, I feel like even next year, like months won't matter like they did in hmm. previous years. Like when j- movies get it in January, uh, we can't call them January movies anymore because we're gonna see like yeah. good movies in January now. Last uh, night in Soho is gonna debut in January. <laughs> <laughs> Dune's gonna be a January release. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's like I it's because it, I mean at this point so much has been kind of indefinitely delayed and like because I mean I on Letterboxd I had like a 2020 anticipation list and I just deleted it because I was like at this point all of it this is up in the air and inaccurate you know. Yeah, I was looking at the stats for our previous episodes and we did that entire episode with Jackson over uh, mm-hmm. most anticipated movies and like literally Dude, everything and, we talked about yeah most of them have have either been pushed to 2021 or have been indefinitely delayed so <laughs> yeah i mean it sucks but uh it's it's the new reality we're just have to get used to it um you know and you know speaking of tenant 
uh, there's a saucy little boy who made that movie, and his name's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest transition ever. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Tenet. <laughs> uh, a little tea and crumpins loving bitch uh, made uh, Tenet, and he also made ten other movies that we're going to try to rank. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very smooth. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, so last week we did a bracket like episode of the pod and oh not last week two weeks ago and we just we almost had one again this week for nolan i made a bracket and everything uh i i i I did it myself and then last minute jackson wise dropped out of the of the episode he dropped out he's probably listening uh just know we're livid with you jackson yeah we fucking you're never gonna be on the pod again except for next week (laughs) next Next week week you'll be on (laughs) but for you're on a seven-day ban from final show pod He's been suspended. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go back to our original format that we used for the PTA episode and the uh, tor- uh, Tortellini episode. Quentin Tortellita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Quentin Tortilla Chip. Um, my brother refers to me uh, in my in my brother's phone. I'm in his, like, my name is Quentin Trampolino, so. <laughs> I, don't I have know you why. as I have you as uh, Joseph Salami beer emoji. <laughs> I have you as Adam. Oh, cool! Wow, that that makes me a little bit sad, but okay. Um, I'm so what can I say? <laughs> so I guess we can just start with uh, we're each gonna go like back and forth with our number ten, then number nine. We're just gonna count down mm-hmm. to number one and try to compile a list together. Um, so Joseph, do you want to start with your number ten? Uh, I'm very confident that we will have the same number 10. I really hope, at least I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, number 10 is uh, Christopher Nolan's student film following. Uh, the movie, uh, it's, a, it's a movie. Uh, stuff happens in it, but I really, uh, it's, I have nothing to say about it. It's nice to see like where he started, I guess. But I, I don't think it's like a fun, it's not like a, this is, this is probably the lamest first movie that anyone's, not even the movie's not bad at all, but it's like, there's just nothing to really say about it, you know? I wouldn't say it's the lamest first movie ever, but it's, I um, think Alien 3 is actually the lamest first movie, so. Is it? Fincher, that's Alien, that's uh, Fincher's first movie, Alien 3. I don't know why I thought he did a different movie first. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I spoiler alert, uh, following is also my number 10. Um, <laughs> I yeah I saw this for the first time last week on uh, it's on Criterion Channel for anyone that hasn't seen it um actually kind of the yes. only reason I yeah the kind of the I didn't only, know it was yeah kind of the only reason I watched it was because it was on Criterion it's only like under it's under eighty minutes I think um yeah, so it's a seventy minute movie yeah um it's 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 fine like it's it's not bad it's um I, I think some of the dialogue is pretty good it's like the scene kind of in the opening where they're at the cafe and the guy catches him following him and he's like mm-hmm. confronting him about like what exactly he's doing. I think that seems pretty good. And there's a pretty cool scene towards the end that I won't spoil because um, the, the narrative actually does take some interesting turns. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing what the budget was for this movie. I actually have no idea. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, I really don't have a lot to say about this one. It, it's fine. It's it's a good movie. It, I'd recommend you watching it if you've never seen it before. Um, just so you can kind of see where he started craft-wise. Um, but otherwise, I have nothing to say about it. Like, I have, like, no enthusiasm towards it at all. Um, For Wikipedia, it had a $6,000 budget. Yeah, it kind of um, seems that way. Because it, it's very grainy, very handheld, very uh, mm-hmm. sporadic. 
um, very choppy in editing too, which kind of adds to the charm a little bit. Um, mm. I'm also pretty confident that it was black and white because they couldn't afford to have good cinematography and color grading. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I it it's a movie. Uh, that's what me and Joe were talking about earlier. It's it's mm-hmm. definitely a movie. Um, so I'm glad this is civil so far. Uh, it won't stay this way. Um, as I move to my number nine, which is, do you want to give me a drum roll? Oh God. The Prestige, baby. <laughs> this movie, it's good. It's not great. It's good. Let's let's cut the bullshit. All right. It's 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 just them fucking with each other for two hours. Like that's that's the entire movie. Like it's two dudes angry at each other and they use magic to get back at each other. And it's it's good. It's well acted. It's well directed. Um, it's very cheesy though. Like I, I know Joe is like punching holes in his drywall right now, but I, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I don't want to seem like I am. I'm actually just trying to get Joe mad a little bit. But um, <laughs> I, I like this movie. I, I think it's good. Uh, I, I really like Hugh Jackman's performance the most out of anyone. Um, there's some really cool sequences and like genuinely horrific sequences too, where like it just shocks you like that they went that far with what they were trying to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have, I know a lot of people that have this like in their top three or five Nolan movies. Um, it's not that for me, obviously. I just, I never connected to it the same way other people do. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's my number nine, The Prestige. He <laughs> uh, just did a Joker laugh. <laughs> Um, my number, my number nine, uh, I, I feel like this will probably be a hot take as well, um, is, can I get a drum roll, Adam? Can I get a drum roll? Um, let me try. Is The Dark Knight Rises. Um, this movie is, uh, very, Well, that's my number eight, so we can go, like, back and forth, yeah. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, this movie is a very, very good movie. Uh, I, I like it. I, I really appreciate the spectacle of it all. Um, I think the set pieces are incredible. The and I, I'm not the one. I'm not the type of person who's like, how does he get back in the Gotham? I don't really give a shit about that. Uh, <laughs> it's narr- It's a bit narratively. It's a bit jumbled a little bit, uh, and it's not as good as the other two. Um, but I still really enjoyed the film. Uh, and. Um, Yes, that's what I have to say. Uh, I know I, I I don't I don't, I think that's a hot take. I don't know if it is. I don't know what I don't know what anyone thinks about this movie anymore because there's been so much said about it over the years. So I don't know anymore. But uh, Bane is cool and Catwoman is hot, and so is Batman. So that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> um, I really like this movie a lot. Um, mm-hmm. it still holds the position for the movie I've seen the most in theaters. Mm. Um, I saw this movie i want to say 13 times in theaters which is fucking ridiculous um but uh 15 year old adam loved this movie when it came out uh he he thought it was like literally the best movie of all time and uh i still greatly enjoy it um i actually just rewatched it not too long ago um like a month ago and it, it still holds up very very well um i i think you're not wrong about the narrative like execution of the movie like it's kind of messy and sporadic in parts because the um not to jump ahead but the dark knight is like so clean in the way mm-hmm. it like presents its story or even batman begins to an extent is too um yeah. this one's a little more more characters they're jumbling more 
more spectacle too. I mean, it's it's pretty much a war movie. It's like the uh, Return of the King of Batman movies. <laughs> that's, um, okay. that's a good point. Yeah, uh, and it's easily the longest. I think it's like 20 minutes longer than The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it, the thing I love about this movie is like that its heart is like so in the right place. Like it it has a very emotional ending, and just like everything between yeah. Alfred and Bruce is like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I loved Anne Hathaway's uh, Catwoman. I thought she was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean I great Catwoman. She really is. Um, I was nervous because uh, I Michelle Pfeiffer is really good, but yeah, I kind of prefer Anne Hathaway. I would say I think I think Michelle Pfeiffer is like like a, is like if if you took if you pulled Catwoman from like the comic book, but yeah. I feel like Anne Hathaway is like just is a better like character and like is more the performance wise is better if that makes it like like because uh obviously michelle pfeiffer's going for more of a cheese thing but i think anne hathaway kind of like like anne hathaway i'm like all right i would totally i'd be very happy if they continued the series uh and she was in more of them i would have been really happy to see more of her but uh yeah i mean because she uh i mean it's kind of like the different iterations of the characters in the comics like there there's um there's Catwomans that are like kind of like in the early 80s or 70s Catwomans like they're very cheesy yeah. but like um uh, there's been recent iterations like in the 2000s 2010s where they get very deep and personal with her mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of more it's like less like oh she's like trying to fuck Batman and more um <laughs> and it's more like uh she's I don't know like she's just like she's just doing her thing she's like the Robin Hood of Gotham if anything yeah. Um, at least in recent. Also, comics. I got, I got, I feel the need to say, I'm, I'm I don't know, but I, I think Adam is as well. Batman's probably is my favorite hero. Uh, I'm a very, very big fan. I've read pretty much all of the major runs of him. I'm a very big fan of Batman. So uh, he's my second. Spider-Man's my first favorite hero, but it's, I mean, Spidey and Batman are like the go-to top twos. So. Yeah, I know we're not being original here by any means. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've read every. Uh, I've, I think I've probably read more Batman than Spider. I, no, I'll say this. I've read more graphic novels for um, Batman. That's, I, I think that's I, what I. That's what I would say as well. I've read more. I've read pretty every major like graphic novel involving Batman. I've read pretty much. Have you read that Long Halloween? I have read Long Halloween. Yes. That's my favorite. Uh, I'm a killing time. joke guy myself. But I, 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 I like, respect the opinion. <laughs> it's very dark. I mean, and that's not a bad mm-hmm. thing, but it, it's yeah. very dark. Um, yeah, I actually I used to be a Dark Knight Returns guy, but I feel like Ooh. they went to that well so much like just in the recent year. Like they had the animated movie, Batman mm-hmm. v Superman was re- kind of based off of it, but it, it didn't feel earned cuz yeah. There wasn't like a 30-year history with the characters <laughs> like in the comics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so like yeah, I mean, I uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I I love Batman as a combo character. I've at least enjoyed pretty much every iteration. Like even Batman and Robin, which is awful, is still like a fun <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's my number eight. Do you want to go to your number eight? My number eight, I feel like, will probably be a hot take. Um, and it's this one is number eight because I because the other I no one he's not. Uh, kind of we said with the PTA and the Tarantino thing like even their worst movie is still like a great movie and I feel like all of the these movies like all of his movies I would say are great movies I would think except I mean following I don't really count but I think the rest of them are all very much worth your time and worth seeing uh and so I think uh but number eight is I feel like it's gonna be a hot take number eight is Insomnia uh Shut the I uh insomnia i had this is the one that i hadn't seen for a while i was just kind of living my life i had never seen insomnia 
And uh, I watched it recently, and it's a very, very good movie, very different movie from Christopher Nolan. Um, Rob, Rob Williams gives, like, an electric performance, and Pacino is great as well. And Harley Swank is also great. The story is very engaging. Uh, the cinematography is good. The dude in the Tenant trailer is in it. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very solid film. And it's only this low because I like the other ones more. So I'm sorry, Adam. <sighs> So my number seven's insomnia. Um, <laughs> Dude, if we have the same list, just the, the one difference, that'd be really funny. Uh, no, I love insomnia is the thing. Yeah, I love um, insomnia. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, I uh, I saw this for the first time. God, it, it was when I went to my old apartment. So I had to be like 17, maybe. Uh, the first time I saw this, uh, just because a few years ago it was on Netflix, and I just knew it was one of my only Nolan blind spots. So I think one day I just was like, okay, let me watch it. And um, yeah, I love this movie. I, I'm a sucker for like mysteries, and yeah. just, uh, <laughs> especially mysteries with like aged actors giving like really good performances. Um, this wasn't the first time. Well, wait, wait. So was Insomnia before or after One Hour Photo with Robin Williams? I think it was after i believe i think it's one year before because oh, wow. and so yeah insomnia was 2001 one hour photo was 2002 so um yeah because have you seen one hour photo uh yeah i've seen one hour photo <laughs> that's a creepy ass movie yeah and... very creepy movie uh, <laughs> very um, unsettling yeah um and robin williams is fantastic in this movie i uh I, I think this is one of his best roles and no one talks about it really like whenever we talk mm-hmm. about robin williams no one talks about this yeah because well, um, people love to really praise his dramatic work and i'm surprised that this one kind of always seems to fall through the cracks yeah and the thing is like it's not like one of those um performances where it's kind of like uh i don't know like people like kind of hype up like when uh comedic actors do like a creepy role and they like hype it up too much and it's not that amazing but like mm-hmm him in this movie like it's legitimately great like he, he he's like he's very unsettling very like this conniving force of nature that you he just like he his character sets the tone for the whole movie yeah. you know and yeah i mean i i think this movie's great um it's it gets i'll say this it gets a little convoluted at the end a little bit uh-huh. um but I, I curious to see how it works on a rewatch. I meant to rewatch it for this app, but I just didn't get a chance today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I'd be curious to rewatch it, but I still love it. I, I, I remember it pretty well, but I just wanted to rewatch it. But mm-hmm. um, have you? I, do you uh, so this movie is a remake of a, of a, I think it's a Belgian film. Is that what, or no, a, a Swedish film, I believe. No, I thought it was Norwegian. But Norwegian. You could be right. It's a Norwegian film. Uh, I could uh, be wrong. I don't know. No, I just, I have the Wikipedia open right now. It's a Norwegian film. So you were right, Adam. Cool. Um, um, but I didn't know, because I, I, I was aware of the Insomnia, the 1997 one, uh, and I had no idea that they were. Uh, it was that this one was a remake of it. So, so I, I learned that today. <laughs> yeah, I knew that when I... Uh, I think I read up on it when I first saw this movie, but I never actually watched the original. Um, well, because that, 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 that Insomnia has been on my watch list for a very long time, and I looked at the plot today, and I was like, that's kind of similar to the Nolan one. And I was like, oh, it is that is intentional um yeah so what's your number seven my number seven i uh hope i'm not splitting uh splitting the audience with this one my number seven is dunkirk uh dunkirk is uh is an excellent war movie it's a very immersive film 
might it's uh might be uh, the cinematography it might be like the best looking movie he's made uh there's it's really great uh the cinematography is excellent i love the score um there's so many really amazing scenes in this uh film uh my the reason it's this low is it's just not as uh there's just i know it's intentional that it's not there's no like emotion in the movie like it's just straight war but i kind of was it too complex for joe it is i couldn't tell uh (laughs) what time period we were in it was like little women all over again so yeah you, you just couldn't tell when they were jumping back and forth you're like mm-hmm. but he died already yeah i was like that guy wait a minute how's it and then i was like <laughs> tom hardy is bane but he's in this plane right here i don't understand what's going on but, and uh, you're no, like I, but and joe's sister died already like how is she still alive <laughs> yeah i don't understand <laughs> what's going on and uh, I turned the movie off halfway through. I never finished it. But what I saw was really good. <laughs> no, I loved I think Dunkirk's an excellent film. Um, yeah, this is like uh, after this, pretty much all of these are like nine and tens and up. So nine out of tens and up. So it's a it's a banger of a movie. Uh, I probably it's probably due for a rewatch. It's the one it's it's the one that I, I haven't seen in a while that I didn't get to rewatch for this episode. But I still really enjoy the film. And Harry Styles is good in it. Yeah, he is good at it. Uh, shout out to Liz if she's listening. Yeah, um, very big, biggest <laughs> Harry Styles fan we know. Yeah, or Kira, honestly. She's a pretty big Harry Styles fan. Um, and she'll send me a text of this when she's listening to it. So, hi, Kira. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, so that's your number seven, and I did my number seven. So my number six is Batman Begins. Ooh, our um, first divergence. <laughs> okay. I, our second one. <laughs> kind of what you said about dunkirk uh even though it's number six i still think it's a fantastic film um i saw this in theaters when i was eight years old and it i remember loving it but it also kind of traumatized me because of like the scarecrow scenes Mm -hmm. um i remember those scenes like really creeping me out when i was a kid and the scene where like uh he gives crane the like uh the uh, the gas or whatever and uh he like when batman like turns into like the actual like batman you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah um that scene like stuck with me my entire life like <laughs> i i don't even know how to describe it um but like that's my biggest memory about this movie um and i i guess it was my first nolan movie in theaters which is fun um so yeah i love this movie a lot i just rewatched it again i mean i've seen it many times in my life but i rewatched it again for the pod last week and uh it fucks. It's it's a great movie. Um, I think the best thing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but did any of the other Batman comics? I mean, I know he was part of the League of Shadows, but this really dived into the ninja stuff of that mm-hmm. um, more than any other comic that I've read. Like, I, I'm aware of the League of Shadows in the comics, but I ne- I never knew how much of like ninjas they were, like just full out ninjas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like was that ever am i just like not remembering it correctly or has that ever no, been in a comic th- this uh this was um th- that was kind of a more so in the film he's uh it's he's uh with them in the comic books but it's never like as far as them being like ninjas with like the powder and stuff that's all for the film yeah and i think that's the coolest part about this movie is that uh it's just I mean, that's it only makes sense that he's a ninja because, like, yeah. um, disappearing gas and, like, uh, you know, smoke bombs and, like, uh, like him climbing up walls, like, with grappling things, like, and just disappearing, you know, and, like, it just being a stealth mode all the entire time. Like, it, it like, when he, I remember, like, people seeing this movie for the first time, like, back in 2005, and then they said, like, oh, yeah, of course he's a ninja. That makes, like, total sense because, like, what <laughs> else would he be? Like, it makes no other sense to have any other origin for him. 
Um, and I like the way this movie like kind of uh, like jumps around in time, unlike any of the other movies. Like uh, you have to go back and forth a lot between him being in Gotham to him going to uh, uh, I forgot the name of the place that the League of Shadows is at, but um, like all his trainings, he's a Ra's al Ghul are like really compelling. And um, but like I remember one of my favorite scenes of the movie is like when he goes to see Maroney for the first time at that bar, mm-hmm. and Maroney's like telling him like, dude, I own everything in the city. Like you can't <laughs> stop me. Like he said, I could blow your brains out. Like, and there's a like a court judge over there and the uh, commissioner, and they won't even care. Like mm-hmm. it's just there's so many like amazing sequences in this film. Uh, the dialogue's rich. The action's great. Um, Christian Bale is a perfect Bruce Wayne and batman at the same time um sometimes you have actors who only do like one good and then they they falter with the other like i think clooney was a good bruce wayne bad batman um if that makes sense yeah um i would kind of say bruce or ben affleck was a good he was a great bruce wayne uh no sorry a great batman good bruce wayne you know Mm -hmm. um so i yeah i love this movie it's great it's very nostalgic for me that's all to say about it. Um, what is your number? Wait, did you do number six or did you do number seven last? Um, I think I did seven. Okay, so what's your number six? Uh, my number six is Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally, pretty much the exact same thing that you said about the movie. I remember seeing this movie very young. Uh, I, was, I was probably how it's a 2005. I was five years old when I saw this movie. Um, and uh, I I was very scared by the scarecrow scenes. I uh, I remember at one point I, I I looked away and I closed my eyes. Uh, and the uh, the night bat thing very much scared me as a kid. I have drawings of that as a kid because I was so scared by like the fire eyes. And um, yeah, it's uh, this movie. Uh, I got it pretty much. It does this movie's pretty fucking awesome. It's a I, it's a it, if the Dark Knight was not as good as it was, I feel like this movie would be more celebrated than it is because it's really fucking awesome. It's really it's just an awesome movie. It's a perfect Batman movie. Um, probably the best origin story at, for any superhero movie uh, for as far as like superhero movies go probably the best like origin story to any of them uh, and Christian Bale's the best Batman uh, like in, in every regard yeah. and uh, yeah this movie's awesome uh, some of the action is a bit poorly shot uh, but m- other than that I think it's a pretty uh, pretty stellar movie there's a lot of really really amazing like say, like that scene in the bar is a very good one and then I've always really liked uh, when um He's uh flying over the city as the as the uh the the Batman the like the when he's got the Joker yeah. Scarecrow desk and it, it it does a really good thing where it tells a very very comic book story like this like the whole thing with poisoning the water it's very comic book but it doesn't it the movie never feels cheesy like it it always still feels very grounded you know what I mean yeah and uh, you know not to jump back but like the Dark Knight Rises did that too with like the whole uh the bomb thing like, yeah even the way that movie did it like it was a big just trope and not even a comic book trope it's like a movie trope in general but like the way the movie did it felt like kind of realistic yeah. to the tone oh my god and acknowledged. i would be remiss if i as a kid and probably still today uh when he has that final confrontation with razal Ghul in the train and I was he about jumps to mention out this. and the train yeah. crashes that is pump that shit into my pump that scene into my well, fucking well, blood well you didn't mention the, the best part where he like he says uh, i'm not gonna kill you and then the back of the train blows off but I don't, I don't have to save you. And then oh, he flies man. out. Dude, Dude I'm holy. To, I'm literally, that's like the cool, like <laughs> pump that into my blood. That is like, that scene I think has, is, is, is like 20% of my brain. I think because that is a kid, coolest thing you could ever see in the world. 
Yeah, I mean, and it was still Daredevil, adult, but still it, was, pretty cool. it was pretty good. Yeah, it's not, yeah. honestly, genuinely, like, the, re-watching it recently, <laughs> I got this, I got Daredevil-esque feelings in my blood, where I was like, dude, this is so, I, like, acted this out as a kid so many times. <laughs> I'm just imagining you, like, just doing this, like, by yourself, like, reenacting just, Batman Just again. in my room, just like, I don't have to say anything. Oh. <laughs> I'm probably gonna rewatch that scene when the pod's over, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I actually bought the um. I actually bought this last week because I didn't own it. I I only added, I only had the Dark Knight Rises and uh the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So I I bought this last week uh, in 4K too, and it looks fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just say one last thing before we go to number five. Um, the last scene, the uh setup for the Joker and the Dark Knight, where he uh Gordon gives him the calling card and it's just a Joker playing card best ending best ending to any comic book movie ever i'm sorry dude it's so fucking good that's the perfect it's, it's setup. Freak, I guess. <laughs> it, it is dude it, it's just like i'll look into it and then he flies away mm-hmm. and oh my god dude i love this movie i don't even i don't care there's been some backlash for it it's like some people say it's cheesy or whatever fuck them i don't care this movie fucks dude i yeah. <laughs> i love it um all right, so that was your number six, and my number five is Dunkirk. Um, I just rewatched this the other night. Um, I've only seen this movie three times. I saw it twice. No, I saw it once in theaters in IMAX, the way Nolan intended, of course, not on Fortnite. And I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched it again like a year after it came out, and then this was my third viewing since then. And I, I still love this movie. I think it's tremendous. Um, it's very heartfelt, but like in a very quiet way mm-hmm. that a lot of movies, I feel like they don't know how to be anymore. Um, it doesn't, it's very anti-character, anti-exposition. Um, mm-hmm. You just get, kind of get thrown into the war with these guys. It's almost like 1917. Uh, it's actually mm-hmm. a lot like 1917 in the sense where like you don't have a lot of um, time to get to know these people or like anything about their situation you just get thrown into the battle and um i, I think it's an astonishing accomplishment just in visual storytelling like it you don't need the characters or the backstory it's just about the war and the history of it all you know mm. and um every time i rewatch this movie um the scene where the boats come in um makes me cry yeah, I was going to say, this movie, kind of in what you were talking about, where movies can't really be, like, sincere anymore, I think this movie really accomplishes that really, because, I mean, that moment when the boats come on is a very, that's like, oh, you're like, oh, that's why I made the movie, because it's a very, it's a, me, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a very sincere, very heartfelt, and very genuine moment, and this, and it's also, it's very grand in scale, it's like a, like, it's, it's, but it kind of harkens back to, like, it feels like an older film in that sense, where it's, like, this very grand grandiose scene but it's very sincere and it's very like there's there's a very like clearly a beating heart behind it yeah i mean that's like my favorite part of the entire movie and even like the um the very like last five minutes of the movie where he's like reading out the newspaper headline and like uh uh or the article and it's like cutting back to all the soldiers yeah Um, he's getting uh detained or whatever he's getting detained and then it shows uh the kid bringing uh the picture of george to the newspaper and uh yeah i mean it's just so oh and then also when uh kenneth Branagh's character he's like uh you think they're all about to leave and then he says he said i'm staying here and the guy's like why are you staying he said we're about to leave he said i'm waiting for the french but he's gonna (laughs) stay in the war zone just to look after his allies and that like epitomizes the entire movie to me 
like we shouldn't i mean because like the um that one brilliant scene like when they're all when the bullets are like flying through the ship but right before that happens like they're um they're talking about that one guy they don't know if he's uh english or not Mm -hmm. um and the, and the main character, sort of main character, is like, it doesn't matter what side he's on. He's just trying to survive like everyone else. Um, and I'll just say one more thing. Like, uh, the best scene in this movie, in my opinion, is in the opening, kind of, when uh, they get the dead body and they're trying to get across to the boat. And, dude, like, when the tick, it's like the ticking time, like, sound as the score. And they're just, like, rushing through the crowd with, like, a dead body. Or like a not a body, but like a uh, an injured person or whatever, and they're trying to get on the boat just in time to survive. It's like one of the most stunning sequences I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it's it's so close to a masterpiece. I wouldn't quite call it one, but it's mm-hmm. very close. Um, I love this movie. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, it's uh, I I agree with what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your number five? Uh, okay, I'll just say really quick, this is when it got very difficult to do the list. Um, yeah. My number five is, can I get a drum roll, Adam? Uh, I think this will be, a, I think this might piss Adam off. My number five is Memento. Uh, fuck this, off. <laughs> uh, Memento is an uh, uh, incredible, incredible movie. Uh, really, really uh, just, what a, just a banger of a movie. Everything about this movie is so well done. Guy Pierce gives like an amazing performance. It gets better every time you watch it. It's uh, it's so it's just and it's instantly, it's kind of I think like it's Memento is really kind of a big part of like pop culture and stuff. And it's really the movie that got him on the map. And uh, I just immediately see why it's such a good movie. Uh, it's it's one of those where you watch it and you're like, I wish I could make something that good. It's such a kick-ass movie. Uh, and I that's this is also indicative of his quality as a director that it's uh it's uh fifth on my list of his movies and i'm saying such i'm saying this is such like it is probably it's pretty it's a masterpiece memento is pretty amazing and i i think the rest of these are 10 out of 10 movies if i am the rest of these movies for me are 10 out of 10s so um uh, well okay, my... i there's one more there's one that we'll talk about that i have like kind of weird stuff to say about it but uh i would put it over this one it's the next one i'm going to talk about but we'll get to that one um yeah i'd say my top three are 10 out of 10s and uh, like five and four or like nine point fives, like they're <laughs> so close. Um, yeah, I, I, well, wait, I don't want to talk about uh, <laughs> yet. So, um, I think we have the same number four. So if I, if we do, we can just have like a joint discussion about it. Let's do it. Okay, three, two, one. Interstellar. Interstellar. Hey. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go for it. I mean, you have uh, you said you have weird feelings about it, right? Uh, yeah, because I this movie Adam has a really good letterbox review for it. Actually, I read it earlier today. Um, shout out to Adam. Uh, but this movie <laughs> friend of the pod. is friend of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> close friend of the pod, Adam. Uh, but Interstellar, it's it's a weird, it's a really weird movie. It's uh, not. It's okay. Here's the thing. I. <laughs> I loved this movie like a lot. I've seen it a lot. Um, it's not perfect. I would say Memento is probably a better movie, but I just kind of keep coming back to Interstellar. It, there's just something about it. It's such a a sincere film, and it's such it's got such a big heart to it. And it's 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 weird because it's such a a it's it's such a grandiose and epic film, and it's so large in scale, but it's got such a personal story at its core, where it's really about a man and his daughter. And it's so compelling. And, I, and and some of the dialogue gets silly. And I don't know if the ending entirely works for me. 
but I, and I, that's why I hesitate to say it's like a perfect movie or a 10 out of 10. It's so it's like, it's kind of that weird where I think Memento is probably a better movie, but I just keep coming back to Interstellar. But so much of this movie is, is, is like phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like so much of it is incredible. And I think if the ending was tweaked a little bit, it might be his best movie just because there's so much uh, amazing stuff to chew on here. It's a beautiful looking movie. The cinematography is incredible. All the performances are excellent and it's just got such a, such a warmness to it. Yeah, um, I think I was taken aback when I saw this movie that it uh, has more of a Spielberg tone to it than I uh, mm-hmm. any other. Well, previous... do you know Spielberg was, uh, was supposed to uh, do the movie originally? Oh, was he? That's that's surprising, Inter- actually. The uh, Interstellar was like at the idea of like going to other planets to colonize. That was what the movie was, and then Spielberg had a very different like uh, kind of planet hopping esque movie where there's like different creatures and animals and stuff. Uh-huh. And then Spielberg left the project, and then Jonathan. Nolan found the original script and then they kind of retweaked, they worked it. And then, so all the stuff about like the daughter and the black hole, that's all of them. So, so what even was Spielberg? Cause like the entire movie is about like, like, did it have the same kind of like time travel story? Like, no, just it was just, the characters? It's, it's the, it's like earth is still like kind of barren. If I'm correct, I could be wrong, but uh, from what I remember reading about it, uh, earth is like barren and they go off to colonize other planets and stuff. And they just kind of, um, I think they go at light speed to travel, and then they go to like, um, uh, they go to like a like a like a rainforest planet, and then there's like an underwater planet, and then there's like so it's a it's kind of like a creature feature, um, and there's uh, I think that there's a planet uh, there's a similar like you know when they get to the planet in this one and then, like the the clouds are all frozen yeah so fucking good that I think that was in the original script uh, part of the original story for it, and then Spielberg left for a couple I think he left to do. Um, the post or something i don't know <laughs> the post no i'm wait, let me do you actually know like what when he wrote it or um, i don't recall i could i'll look it up right now jamie, jamie can you, could uh... you pull this up <laughs> um yeah i'm just curious cause, like when was even it says 2009 was when he was pitching it to people mm-hmm. um yeah. So, yeah, I, I, cause I was just curious, like, if he was trying to do it too early, I was like, how does that even work, like, budget-wise? Because, like, I couldn't imagine even Nolan making this movie any earlier than he did, because, like, the technology just wasn't there for it yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, didn't they have to invent uh, technology? For, oh, it wasn't like they understand more about black holes now because of this movie? Yeah, or something like that. And I think, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken... Uh, Christopher Nolan actually cracked quantum theory for this movie. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, I guess I'll go into it. I love this movie. Um, if you want my full thoughts, just go on my letterbox. Cause I, I think that's still to date, like probably the most personal review I've ever wrote in mm-hmm. my life. Cause I just, I, I just poured my heart out and I wrote that like in the parking lot of AMC immediately after I got out of the movie and it's still mm-hmm. standing on my, uh, my letterbox. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I rewatched it like, uh, sometime last year um not to trigger joe but my girlfriend had only seen like a handful of nolan movies and we went like kind of on a binger of the one she hasn't seen and uh she hadn't seen interstellar uh before i showed it to her and um i i kind of had the same exact opinion as you i don't think this movie is flawless i I think some of the dialogue i mean kind of exactly what you said the dialogue's a little cheesy at points and I'm not sure all the science checks out. Like sometimes it even contradicts itself at points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think some of the science is really cool in the movie too. Like that's the thing about this movie. Anytime it does something I don't necessarily love, it like wins me back over like immediately. Yeah. Like 
he it's so ambitious that i almost can't help i mean we've talked about this a lot but like movies that aren't perfect but they're so ambitious and lovable that you like you love them anyways or that they um the flaws almost make you love them more um Mm -hmm. and yeah i kind of feel how i feel about this one yeah yeah it's just it's so ambitious that like even when it doesn't perfectly executed like i'm like okay you tried and that's like what Mm -hmm. matters to me like and i i kind of disagree with you on on the ending like it completely works for me i think the ending is the best payoff to this movie because like i I feel like i think i think the ending like emotionally is very 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 satisfying i just and the tesseract stuff is not what bothers me it's the um I'm trying. It's just. Uh, I think that the. I actually don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about it. Maybe I like the. Maybe I love the ending. Because I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, this is a pretty kick-ass ending. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of had that feeling with you, like before I rewatched it last year, where I was like, I didn't know how I felt about the ending. But uh, rewatching it last year, I was like, no, yeah, the ending, like it fucks, like it, mm-hmm. it's so good. Um, like between it's, it's... him, like Ed Murph's, uh, Ed Murph's mm-hmm. like deathbed, pretty much. Oh man, um, and when he's in the test rack and he's just screaming Murph, it's so oh, it's so oh, it's so that's good. the best scene in the movie. Like yeah, um, oh, like man, when, I, it's such a long movie, but I'm like I gotta rewatch it. <laughs> when you um when you find out that he's the one that knocked the book over, um he's the ghost for Murph. Yeah. Um, it's so good, and then like the like little montage of Murph like growing up and like she like devoted her entire life to science because of her figuring out that the ghost was her dad. Mm-hmm. And like just how it all ties together, so like it it's so perfect, like the mm-hmm. narrative of this movie, like it's so flawless. And, and I I want to this is kind of a what he kind of gets at in this movie, and the reason I think I keep coming back to it is because it it has there's something about it where it's just kind of when you watch it, it just kind of makes me feel like I'm a kid looking watching a movie again, you know, just kind of staring up in awe at something because it's such a all this like the space shots in this movie and the, the docking sequence with Matt Damon it's just I feel because it's I kind of it's kind of it just has that like movie magic inside of it like I don't know what it is but Christopher Nolan has it in this movie and it's just it make, it's kind of like I can every time I watch Jurassic Park it kind of just gives me that feeling in my chest and every time I watch Interstellar it gives me that feeling as well yeah no I mean I think I even said that in my letterboxd review yeah. for it like that I uh I remember the first time I saw this I would just was like and I was getting to that age, I think when I was, it was 2014. So I was about, I think I was 17 by the time it came out in November. Yeah. So I was 17. And, you know, I was at that point where I was, you know, seeing R rated movies in theaters. I was going consistently. I didn't need, like, I didn't feel that same way I did when I was a little kid. Cause you know, like when you saw a movie in a theater, when you were little, mm. it was more of like a rare occurrence. So like every movie felt like larger than life to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Every movie you saw in theaters was amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I remember, like, I felt that way, like, when I saw The Avengers or The Dark Knight Rises. But, like, Interstellar was, like, the first non-com book movie that I saw, like, in years that, like, just took me away from everything. Um, another one that we'll talk about later is also one of those movies. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love this movie. I, I think it's not completely flawless, but it, it, it works on every other level for me. Like, even the stuff that doesn't work, it doesn't bother me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't uh, care about it. Yeah, we, we, we agree. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, so that was my number four. No, wait, it was both of our number fours, right? Yeah, we have three left. All right, I guess you can go to number three first. Uh, my third film on the list is uh, The Dark Knight. Um, this movie is 
what it's the dark knight uh this movie is incredible uh it's such a banger of a film i'm very defensive of this movie because there is a very popular critique of this movie that is utter fucking bullshit and i will defend it the egg uh, so many people say that they're like oh if you take the joker out of the movie it doesn't work he's the main character he's the he's like the he's who the movie is about and it's so there's not a version of the movie where the Joker is not in it. It's such a dumb complaint, and I hate it. It's so stupid. The movie is about the Joker. It's I, I'm getting heated about it, but it's, I hear it all the time, and it really bothers me. But this movie, it's kick-ass. The action is incredible. The it's it, it kind of I think it understands Batman uh, in a way that uh, most other Batman properties uh, don't. Uh, it's kind of like the Last Jedi of Batman movies in that sense, where it really has a deep understanding of the character and uh, how to and as well as the Joker. It really. This movie, I think, is. I'm, I like. I said earlier that, that I was a big fan of the um, of the Killing Joke, but I feel like this is probably this is. I mean, this is the best Joker we're ever gonna get. Uh, I hot take. He's better than Joaquin. Um, Heath is better. It's not even a hot take. It's just true. It's just true. <laughs> this is one of those performance. Heath Ledger is the Joker. Is one of those performances that's just kind of like, oh, that's not acting. He's just being. You know, it's just. It, it, I put it. I put his up there. Him and him as Joker is like up there with like Daniel Plainview and. And uh, other performances of that regard, where it's like just just phenomenal, phenomenal acting, and uh, it's such a, the ending is it gets me every time. Uh, this movie, it's really, this movie's a long movie. When I saw this, when I was a kid, I always said it was a long movie, uh, and I rewatched it recently, and it fucking flies by, dude. This movie, it's the pacing is excellent. It's there's so many really great sequences in it. The sequence, the sonar sequence at the end, where he's got all the lights on and shit, is so kick ass. I love it so much. Yeah, and they, um, I think uh, that kind of influenced the Arkham games too, mm-hmm. like that entire sequence. Um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, well, I'll, I guess I'll talk about it in, in a bit. Um, I have a lot to say about your placement for this, but we'll, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, my number three is Memento. I think this movie is great. I just rewatched it uh, last night. Uh, another movie my girlfriend hadn't seen before, so I rewatched it. Kind of, I mean, for the, her and the pod, basically. And um, I haven't rewatched. I think this was my first rewatch of this movie, actually. Like I, I saw it for the first time, like in 2012, I think before The Dark Knight Rises came out. And I haven't seen it since then. So, and I knew I loved it. I remember loving it the first time. I remember being blown away by the twist and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't remember just specific scenes, if that makes sense. Like I, I remember the larger picture of it, but I, I forgot about some like the smaller scenes of the movie and character motivations and stuff like that. And um, yeah, this movie was number five on my list uh, before uh-huh. last night. And uh, my rewatch last night kind of bumped it up uh, two spots. Uh, this movie fucks, guys. It, it's it's so fucking good. <laughs> I mean, that ending. Oh, my God. Do you remember the ending to it that well? Or? Of Memento? Yeah, when he's driving and he's like... Well, just, I mean, like the reveal like of like yeah, what's actually happening. Point. Yeah, I know the twist. Oh, my God. The, I, won't, I guess I won't spoil it in case someone hasn't seen it or whatever, but... Uh-huh. Oh my god, like that the reveal for this movie is like such a mind fuck where you're like mm-hmm. but the thing is like it's a mind fuck, but like when you think about it, you're like, Oh yeah, but it makes perfect sense. Like mm-hmm. what's actually happening? Because like they were telling you that the entire time, but you just weren't accepting it. And like when you finally understand what's going on, you're like, Oh shit. Like it, it's and it's like most movies don't give me like that as far as mysteries go. But this one worked for me, and I, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's excellent. Um, I, I think Guy Pierce is great in this movie. Carrie Ann Moss. Um, 
Joe, whatever his name is. The, his, the dude from The Matrix. The dude from The Matrix. He's in The Sopranos and The Bad Boys movies, too. Um, yeah, he, he's really good in this. Uh, but yeah, Guy Pierce is amazing in it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this movie. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, it it's fantastic, and Joe should have it higher. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so Joe, do you want to go to your number two? Uh, I think I'm going to do something uh, pretty good pretty ballsy on right now i'm gonna change my pre-established list and go with my gut joe uh, much to adams don't uh, you up? fucking dare do this uh number two i could do two things right now one of them i don't know what to do anymore you know what because i could do i'm gonna go with my heart you know ah oh, fuck it number two was my number one until just now uh number two is the prestige uh <laughs> adams yeah. is flat out wrong about this movie because this movie is incredible it is such a well-written movie it is so entertaining to watch there's so many incredible sequences in it christian bale gives what might be his best performance in it hugh jackman is excellent michael Caine is great scarlett johansson is really really great uh david bowie is in this movie he plays nikola tesla and it's awesome there is an incredible twist and it's one of those movies that Christopher Nolan, it's just so well-written, and it's so smart, and it's so... It, it, it's one of those movies, too, kind of what Adam was saying about Mental, where when you watch it again, they were there, there's a twist in the movie, but when you're watching it again, the movie was telling you the whole time what it was about, and it's such a, it's such a, it's such a smart thing. It's so smart, and it's so well done, and I just, I love... Even though Adam thinks it's just, like, a pissing match the whole time, it's super entertaining to watch. But it is. It's but it's entertaining. Who gives a shit if it's if it's a pissing match? It's like it's a like, good it's one. entertaining, but it's not like it's not fucking better than Memento. It's not better than the Dark Knight. I'd say this one. This one's better than Memento. I, no, it's not. The Prestige is better than Memento, bro. It's Dude, not. Are you kidding me? Are you telling me that? Oh, I can't even. I can't even think about this with you right now. Dude, it's uh, not. I just like, say it's Jackson good. Wise was supposed to be on the pod. This is his second favorite Christopher Nolan movie. He was supposed to defend Why? Like he I don't get it. Here. Why? Have like, you rewatched it recently? Yeah, like two months ago. Two months ago, and you didn't like it. Ah, I like it again. I like the movie, but like I don't think it's, it's amazing. It's so good though. Jeremy Johns actually had a pretty good <laughs> review of it recently. <laughs> I like how you always go to Jeremy Johns to defend yourself. You're like, well, Jeremy Johns said. <laughs> Jeremy Johns said this. Uh, but I I just love this movie so. Jeremy much. Johns also did blackface. Like so I don't know. <laughs> We're all not perfect, you know. Um, and you also get the twin I, towers at Austin Tax <laughs> It's uh it's just such a it's such a good movie, man. I don't know, man. I just love it. I love all the magic stuff. I think it's great. There's so I don't know, man. I just love this movie. It's like oh it's just such a kick ass movie. It was my favorite Christopher Nolan movie until I decided to go with my heart. Uh but um yeah, the prestige fucking rules. Adam is wrong, and uh we'll see what Adam's number two is. I I don't even know what to say to you. Like it's just it's not better than my number two, which is the Dark Knight. It's not better than the Dark Knight. It's not better than the Dark Knight. Like it's not. It's just fucking not better than the Dark Knight. Like what do you are you like what dude? This movie fucks and Prestige. Like it 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 has intercourse, but the Dark Knight fucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that was clever, but I'm not giving you that point. 
<laughs> like it, it's it's a good movie, but it, I have rewatched The Prestige more recently than I rewatched The Dark Knight. So I I will rewatch The Dark Knight. Uh, I I've watched it within the past four months, but I'll watch it this week for Adam. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Okay. So I'll just. I guess I'll go into The Dark Knight since. Fuck you. Um. So <laughs> I love The Dark Knight. I um. I have very fond memories of this movie. I remember being on the IMDb message boards for him that remembers that uh, back before <laughs> this movie came out. I was hyping it up every day. Um, there were rumor. I remember for anyone that remembers like the internet space before this movie came out, um, there was like a whole year where you didn't know what Heath Ledger looked like as the Joker. And there was like a blur. I remember like uh, Warner Brothers put like an official image that like uh, I think it's actually a poster, but it's like him, the Joker, behind like a mirror, and you only see like the outline of his colors and his body, but you don't see his face. And oh my god, like I remember seeing that when I was like nine, and I'm like, holy shit, what does he look like? Like I want to see what he looks like as the Joker. And when the first trailer came out, and it showed Heath Ledger in his full makeup. Uh, I remember the first shot you ever see of him in the trailer is him like in the uh, interrogation room, like his his head's down. But like when he look mm-hmm. in like in the movie when he looks up at that guy he's like harassing, that's the first shot you see of him in the trailer. It's when he like mm-hmm. puts his head up, and I remember like my heart like skipping a beat when mm-hmm. that happened, and I hyped this movie up for an entire year. I think my mom wanted to like give me up for adoption because I wouldn't shut up about it, and I remember she bought me. Uh, and my friend and her like uh, tickets to see it opening night at our local Regal Theater, um, like weeks in advance, back when Fandango like first opened. And um, yeah, I remember I went opening night for this movie. Uh, saw it three times in theaters when I was a kid. Saw it again in theaters for the Dark Knight trilogy event back in 2012. And I've seen it countless times on Blu-ray. Um, I think I've probably seen this movie about 20 times in my lifetime because I, I rewatched it like every week when I was a kid. Um, this movie was so influential to me in so many different ways. I think it's a perfect Batman movie, but it's also like a perfect mystery and thriller and just action movie in general. Um, I mean, do I have to say Heath Ledger is amazing in this movie? Because he is. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's perfect. He's the best. It's the best cast of any comic book role ever. Like, mm-hmm. there's no debate. There's no... That's it. Like, that's what it is. Um, and it's probably... It, it probably will be the best Joker we're ever going to get. I just yeah, don't I, think so. I, I don't gonna... see how you get better. I mean, maybe if Keith Stanfield really knocks out the park. Mm-hmm. You see this entire thing? He wants to do, He wants to have the Safdie brothers do a Joker movie with him? <laughs> I, and I, I mean, part of me is like, no. But the other part of me is like, whatever. Like, just do it. If they're going to... Like, you know, I feel like it's never going to happen. But it's like, fuck it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, um... I don't know. This movie, I just, I love it. And it, the thing is, like, I just rewatched it um, last week, I think. Um, and it just doesn't get old, is the thing. Like, it, it doesn't get old. It still holds up. All the action's still amazing. Um, and I think, just to go back to Batman Begins, that movie's obviously great. But, like, when this movie starts, you immediately know it's better mm-hmm. than Batman Begins. Like, as much as that movie fucks, like, this movie, like, it opens up, like, almost Michael Mann-esque, like, in Heat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, like, that opening bank robbery, dude so fucking good and like i'd say the interrogation scene with joker and batman is like top 10 movie scenes of all time level Mm -hmm. like it's an amazing scene i think that's like the best 
Nolan scene of all time. Like I, it's this isn't my number one, obviously, but uh, I think that might be the best thing Nolan's ever done is that interrogation scene, just because the acting from both parties is so fucking good in that scene. Um, yeah, the script is amazing. The direction. I mean, you've heard enough people rave about the Dark Knight. I don't think you're going on about it, but it was a very tough call to put this at number two. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually had it at number two or at number one until this week. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of did a lot of uh, messing around with my list recently. But it's my number two. But it's a masterpiece. It's a ten out of ten. If you disagree, you can fuck yourself. You're wrong. Um, so I guess we can say our number one at the same time. Yeah. Three, two, one. Batman v Superman, (laughs) Dawn of Jeff. No, Inception is number one. Uh, Do you want to start or should I? Um, Wait, my number one was Transcendence. Oh, yeah. Obviously, the best (laughs) out of all of them. (laughs) Uh, No, you can go ahead. Go for it. Well, I mean, Inception, I uh, Inception, I have a very, uh, very, 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 very big soft spot for this movie. I think I've said it a couple times on the pod, but uh, Inception is like why I like movie. It's the first movie that I, I, uh, I, I was 10. It's the first movie he ever saw. It's the first movie I ever saw. Yeah. And, uh, I was, t- I had always liked movies, uh, but I never really like thought about them. I never really like it's everybody has that movie that kind of gets them into movies. Uh, and Inception, I, I saw the trailer on my 10th birthday and I said, dad, I want to see that. And he took me to it. And I said, uh, when it finished, I said, dad, I want to make movies. So I, I, Inception is just, I, it's such a, a personal movie for me. I, it really holds a, a special place in my heart. And so I was terrified to rewatch it because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. Because I was like, if I rewatch this and it's shit, it's gonna be so bad, and I'm gonna well, cry. Well, obviously it wouldn't be shit. I mean, well, it's not gonna be bad, but like, it could, you know, because it's Inception, so people are like, oh, three out of five. But uh, I, uh, I, I, I rewatched it, and this movie is probably one of the greatest movies ever made. It's. It is. It's. Not, yeah. not probably it is yeah it's one of the best films ever made it's it's got this instantly classic and like i was watching it and it felt like i was watching like a classic you know just immediately it's only been out for what 10 years and it's still well, the, the special effects are still amazing the acting is still incredible the story i cried i cried watching the movie and i it's a it's such a it's just it's just it's just a perfect movie in every way and i i think it's i think it's flawless and if you don't like it you're just trying to be cool and and, and edgy and pretentious because it's this is such a great movie and every, it changed. I think it changed movies forever. And I think the effects of it are still being felt. And I think I think Lights Camera Jackson can go fuck himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Leo is amazing in it. Uh, Tom Hardy's excellent. Uh, Just Gordon Levitt gives a great performance. I wish he'd still be in movies. Ellen Page is really awesome. Michael Caine is great. Marion Cotillard is amazing. It's just such a. It's just such a good fucking movie man it really just kind of it's so inspiring too because it's a completely original idea it's got such a weird fucking ass backwards fucking plot that makes it's so it's most of the movie the first act of the movie is really just like them telling you what the movie is about because they have to set up this world so then they set up this world so well and then we also still have a very supremely emotionally driven storyline with Cobb and his wife yeah i mean that's probably the best part of the movie for me like Mm -hmm. the uh entire relationship between him and his wife um yeah when i saw the movie for the first time i yeah i remember i went opening night to go see it and Mm -hmm. i didn't i remember i dragged my mom to go see it uh, she did not give a single fuck about this movie, and <laughs> she took me just because I was too young to go by myself. And um, 
yeah, she, I remember when it ended, she looked at me and she said, what was that even about? Like, I, <laughs> she, um, she still contends this, she didn't like this movie. She, she doesn't, she holds it against me, actually, anytime I bring up a movie. Um, this and Prometheus are the two movies she holds against me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this movie had a very special place in my heart, almost like The Dark Knight. Um, I spent, like, a year of my life, like, on the message boards for this movie, like, hyping it up and... <laughs> Um, cause I remember like after the dark Knight came out, um, it was a weird thing. Like uh, the IMDb message boards were like, uh, where do we go now that this movie's out? Like what message mm-hmm. board do we go to? And then there was like an untitled Christopher Nolan movie in 2008 on his IMDb. And people mm-hmm. were like, hmm, maybe we should go there and like hype it up for then. And like, I remember I spent like 2009, 2010, uh, I was on that message board and like reading casting and like, uh like just plot details and there was like it was completely wrong like there was um so many dumb speculations like there's one that was like joseph gordon levitt is the villain of the movie um like because in the trailer when he says i need to see out of control like uh like on the train at the beginning like Mm -hmm. someone saw that in the trailer like oh is he the bad guy he wants to see the dreams go out of control like someone said he was going to be the nightmare king or something and (laughs) yeah it was so stupid (laughs) it was uh uh yeah i but i remember the first time i saw this i just was so profoundly moved by it and mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say it was the movie to get me into movies because i think uh scream was kind of that movie when i was like 12 or 11 but it was probably one of the most insane theater experiences i ever had like at a very young age like i was 12 when it came out so mm-hmm. um yeah when i first saw it i uh, i didn't see it in imax because i i don't i just don't think I think the only IMAX in Orlando back then was Altamont, and I just never went to Altamont because I used to live in Winter Park back then. Um, so yeah, I just I saw that, uh, the Regal Winter Park on a decently big screen, and I just remember being blown away. Like I just everything about it was so it was complex, but weirdly enough, I think I fully understood it. Like when I first I saw it, I think I did too. As a kid, I think I I think I got, I was really blown away when I watched it because I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, and I was just in awe of it, and uh, but I think I got it. Like me and my dad, like we're like talking about it in the wind. I think ten-year-old Joseph had it figured out. Um, so do you, where do you fall like on the uh, ending controversy? Like, how would do you like? Where do you think actually happened? Um, I think um, I don't know, because there's two pieces of evidence that are very compelling in either direction. I think the wedding ring thing is very very compelling. The 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 thing that he's wearing, he's only wearing the wedding ring in the dream. And then yeah. he's uh, he's finally not wearing the wedding ring in the final scene. And then the wa- the top does start to wobble. But then also when he sees his kids, they're the same. They're doing this. They're wearing the same clothes and they're in the same position that he was in when he last saw them. So I don't. I really don't know. I feel like my. I feel like I want to say it's not a dream just because it's like the happy ending. But I don't. I really don't know. And it's kind of. I watched this interesting video essay about how it momento inception is like a natural continuation of uh, memento. Because mm-hmm. at Memento, he kind of uh, he kind of he learns to even though the reality isn't true, it makes it's what makes him happy. You know, he learns to accept that reality. Yeah. Uh, and in Inception, even though it doesn't matter whether it, he's dreaming or he's awake, because he's with his kids and he's moved on from his uh, his trauma. I think that's that's a great point, but I think almost entirely um, there's like three big reasons why I think this is totally reality. Well, actually four. There's like a few things like in the um for starters when he goes to the tsa um 
uh, like when they like after they get out of the dream and they're like they land the plane and he's like leaving the airport. Um, mm-hmm. He has like a genuine conversation or like a actual interaction with that one guy, um, the officer, the TSA officer. Um, mm-hmm. None of the other dream characters like that are fake are that like intelligible. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. um, unless it's Maul, which is a projection of his memory of somebody. Um, or like the most you get is like that one, uh, Nigerian guy who's like screaming at him to get out of the cafe. Like mm-hmm. that's the most you get out of any of the like projections. But like, if he's a projection, like he wouldn't be talking to him this like thoroughly, or like there wouldn't be this much emphasis on the like, uh, TSA process. And also mm-hmm. like, there's another analysis where it was like the weather changes frequently in dreams, but the, it's always sunny when they, uh, when, when at the ending of the movie, like it's the, like, cause you, it's, there's a big, um, emphasis on the windows of the uh, airport and you can see the weather outside or even like when they're on the plane still and then when he gets home like the weather is all the same and i think one of the biggest ones is that michael kane even said this that whenever i'm in a scene it's reality um but whenever i'm not in it it's a dream so michael kane being at the ending kind of signifies that it's reality also another thing that the costume designer said that nolan told him to deliberately change up the kids outfits radically to signal that it's uh reality not a dream oh, and okay I, get, I mean they're in the same like they're both they like turn around and look at them in the same way and also you never see their faces in the dreams you only see mm. their faces at the end so because he can't stand to look at them in the dream because he's so guilt-ridden in the dream um but when he finally sees them and interacts with them that's uh i, th- I just think it all points to a big reality and the cut to credits isn't meant to symbolize i mean it's obviously meant to crop audiences i mean i think you'd have to be in denial to deny that but um the cut to credits doesn't necessarily in deeper uh context mean that um it's the dream falling apart it's just Cobb not caring about the totem anymore because the entire movie like in the opening or like in the first 20 minutes when the totem falls he's like crying because mm-hmm. he's not convinced that it's not a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like focused on it, and he won't do anything else until he sees the topple like fall and the reality still intact. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this time he just fully walks away from it. Like he mm-hmm. just he doesn't even he he spins it and just walks away, and it doesn't matter to him because he knows it's reality, mm-hmm. and he's accepted it, and he's accepted that his wife's death wasn't his fault. And that's the beautiful thing about this movie. And I texted Joseph about this uh, when I rewatched it last week. Um, the entire movie is kind of about a guy getting over his wife's suicide and mm-hmm. mental illness and um, him coming to terms with the fact that uh, everything she went through was not his fault. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Like I knew that was always an aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I that actually did. That struck me the most upon the rewatch was how compelling that storyline actually is. Yeah, because he's, like, so guilt-ridden, this mm-hmm. entire movie. And, like, it, it's literally, like, the biggest flaw of his character is, like, he he can, like, um, even Joe Scorn Levitt's character the most says it throughout the film is, like, is she going to be there? Because, like, if she's there, we're going to fuck up the entire mission, mm-hmm. you know? Because this guy, he like, when, I mean, I know there's a big complaint, especially from Lights Camera Jackson, that Ellen mm-hmm. Page is just, like, a narrative dump in this movie. But I think she's more just um, there as the audience. Like, it's, like, you, as an audience member brought into this world that's not um used to this life where you're mm-hmm. involved with dreams and like stuff like that and it's a kind of like a tool for the audience like i think if you watch the same analysis video as you like the way that scenes randomly happen in movies like you just get there because of editing yeah. 
you don't know why they're there, but this movie uses that as a tool to confuse mm-hmm. you. Like, we're yeah. the, when they're at the cafe and you just jump mm-hmm. there. But Leo uses it as a tool to, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, confuse Alex Page character. And I, I also think that, I mean, I, 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 her character, I mean, like, in a sense, is... I think, but I, I think that's, a, I think the complaint that she just is a, like an exposition dump is silly because I think the film, it, the world is so complex that they have to tell us about the world somehow. So I think you, she's just an audience stand in that sense where where she, her character is learning about this world at the same time that we are learning about this world. So she's asking the same questions that someone who's never been in the world's going to ask. You know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it's, it's. I mean, that first scene where he's, she's in the dream. And, like, the scene where, like, they go up the road or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, when it curves up and they yeah. walk up and, like, uh, where they're bringing all the mirror doors together and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Like, I mean, do you have, like, a particular favorite scene in this movie? Um, I think the, uh, the my favorite scene in the movie, it's, I mean, the, obviously the, the, the hall room fight with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is, like, still astonishing to watch. And I think... I think the most, I don't know, because I, the, I'm gonna pick like the emotional answer, but like at the when he's with Maul at the end, and she's like, "You said we would live, we grow old together," and then he's like, "Yeah, that's what she sounds like." Uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes, "But honey, we did," and then it cuts, it like hard cuts to them being old. I like just immediately burst into tears. It's such a, I think that's a really amazing scene, and then I love um, just the whole last. Because honestly, the last hour of this movie is one long sequence, and it it because the whole like the the whole last hour of the movie is the four dream thing is like the four levels of the yeah. dream, and it's the editing is like incredible, and it's a remark. It, this movie, I I because as you're watching, I was like, oh, two and a half hours. This movie feels like it's at an hour and a half. It completely flies by. Yeah, no, I mean the, the editing of this is pretty astonishing. I remember when yeah. it came out, people were nervous about the runtime because they were like, how is gonna like do this big of a movie and almost like in retrospect like this movie's not that long like, yeah we've i think this movie kind of broke the barriers for how long blockbusters could be mm-hmm. um because i know we had like long movies like in, like in the past like uh apollo or of arabia <laughs> yeah or uh gladiator and stuff like those are all close to three hours um but return of the king definitely is mm-hmm. there, or all the lord of the rings actually uh but uh yeah this one was just it, it was so groundbreaking on so many different levels, and I almost think Tenet's going to do the same thing, um, so. <laughs> which is what makes it even more the perfect movie to open theaters back up with. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get into Tenet again, but I, uh, I just I love this movie so much. Uh, I think this movie kind of inspired so many people to make movies and just not only make movies, but like encouraged audiences to go see movies again. Like it made people believe in original cinema again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it should have. I don't know if it should have won Best Picture because I I'm a pretty big advocate for the Social Network that year. Um, but this should have at least won over King's Speech. I know that much. Um, so yeah, it's a masterpiece. Um, I don't know how uh, insightful this list will be now that we agree <laughs> on number one. Uh, but we can <laughs> we can make it it's work. It's gonna be arguing about prestige placement. <laughs> pretty much. Um, all right. So I think we'll go ahead and get started on that. And I think we can both agree that number 10 is following, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I, I'm, I'm going to vote for The Prestige to be number 10. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had The Prestige at number 2? I yeah. had Prestige at 2, and you had it at 8. 9. 9, nine <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, Okay, so what is your vote for number 9? Uh, my, note is the, my vote is The Dark Knight Rises. 
it's not worse than the prestige but um it's god i hate you you're doing this to me again <laughs> you said to have your stupid wacky opinions and this is uh prestige being a kick-ass movie is not a wacky opinion <laughs> it's also not a great movie but um okay you know what i'll, I'll give you this one just because it's my number eight so i can't fight you on the math like mm-hmm. I, I i don't have a compelling reason to not give you this okay um so so far we have 10 is following and nine is the dark knight rises mm-hmm. uh so it's just joe's list so far um, yeah. <laughs> um so number eight well what, what did you have for number eight again uh insomnia i'm gonna vote the prestige for number eight that's such a uh it's so but it's so good i will argue that insomnia is not as good as the prestige and prestige is a better shot movie the production design is much better the performances i think hugh jackman and and christian bale's performances are better than rob williams and al pacino that's just not true i okay rob williams is a is just a great job al pacino is just old al pacino he's not really doing anything special here that's think, not true. Okay. What does he do? Special Al, old Al Pacino in this movie is like, but that's great though. Cause it's Al Pacino. Like that's like saying, Oh, it's old Daniel day Lewis. Like, no, fuck <laughs> like it's amazing. Like it, it doesn't matter how old he is. And like, I, 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 but, but I'm saying, I think what I don't, he's not given like a very taxing role. And I think the ending of insomnia is a bit, not cheesy. You call it prestige. cheesy. I think the ending of insomnia is a bit cheesy where he's like laying, can I spoil insomnia? If I, if, I guess. He's laying there dying, and Hillary Swank is like, "I won't tell them about the bullet." And I think so. It's a bit, it's a bit silly. I think the Prestige is a is a lot more uh, of a well constructed film as far as narrative goes, and I think uh, that it's a better movie, and that you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I I like the Prestige, but it's just not it's not better than any of these movies. Like it's just not. It, you can't tell me that the prestige is not is insomnia is better than the prestige. The insomnia insomnia is, is cool. though like it it's is cool. Though. Insomnia is cool, but like what? Like there's the scene where they're like the, like the shotgun stuff at the end is kind of silly, and I think insomnia the ending of insomnia is not as good as the ending of prestige. I'll and say I this: think, it's the reveals of insomnia are more digestible and realistic than the prestige. What's unrealistic about the prestige? Just everything, like all of the stupid magic tricks they accomplish are like so out of this world, and like it's not even believable. And like how they're uh, like they, they just travel the world just to fuck with each other, and they're always tracking each other. And like it, there's just so much. And like you can't convince me that like these characters would do this much to get back at each other for all this pettiness. And like the links they go to, it's just unbelievable to me that like I can't in fully invest in it. Like it just doesn't work for me like it's a good movie good performances good everything but like it's not great i won't call it great i'll, I'll say the same thing about insomnia man Fuck i think you. insomnia <laughs> is it's not its best movie there's a reason nobody talks about it because it's just oh it's, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you suck <laughs> dude i'll go back on it um it's uh it's just i think insomnia i don't know man i just like what I'm probably never gonna rewatch that movie. You know, it's just same it's, with it's Prestige. A, now I'm never gonna rewatch dude, it, dude. But the Prestige is fucking awesome, man. It's <laughs> so is Insomnia, good. dude. <laughs> dude, but like, what scene? Okay, what scene in Insomnia is better than the? Uh, I'm trying to think of like a because there's so many kick-ass scenes. Yeah, because there's so prestige. many forgettable scenes in the Prestige. No, nah, dude. Okay, so <laughs> what? Okay, Insomnia. It, I it, how is Insomnia emotionally engaging at all? Prestige has a very moving, a very emotionally engaging story. You're very invested. 
Yeah, with Hugh Jackman and uh and uh Christian Bale and um Scarlett Johansson when she So you weren't sad when Rebecca Hall hung herself? Is that what No, you're I laughed actually. Are you Adam's a sexist confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, live on the Chris podcast. Laughs at the death. Uh, the final shot around. podcast. But... The final shot. Uh, see, okay, you know what? You get it. Prestige's number. I fucked it up, so Prestige gets to go. I fucked up the podcast name. Prestige is the number nine, number eight spot. I can't believe you fucked up that badly. And I fucked up I... that badly. You know what? I was about to give you, give it to you, but I'm glad you conceded early, so I didn't have to. So thank you. It's just I fucked up a podcast name, and at that point, there's no point in even trying to argue anymore. <laughs> I mean, how can we trust your film opinions if you don't even know what pod you're on? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> Jamie, can you get him a uh, Bloody Mary? Thanks. Um, thank you, Jamie. <laughs> um, all right. So my number, or so my number seven was Insomnia. So I guess Insomnia has to be number seven. Insomnia is number seven, yes. I'm and so then, glad I didn't get prestige this high. So, so my number that. five is... What? Six. My number six is Batman Begins. That's also my number six. So, so that's number six. Number five, I have Memento. You have Memento at three. So. Um, well, my number five is Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have Dunkirk at seven. I have Dunkirk at seven. Okay. Wait, so wait, so so far we have following number ten, nine Dark Knight Rises, eight the prestige, seven insomnia. So do you wanna do do you wanna do you wanna have an argument for Dunkirk instead of Batman Begins for number six, or are you like what's your what's your opinion? I think Batman Begins is better than Dunkirk. But make an argument for it. I think Batman Begins is a lot more emotionally engaging. I think there's more uh, memorable action sequences and I think that it's a considering like Batman Begins was like the first of its kind, and I think Dunkirk is a really really solid film, uh, but I think Dunkirk is more a film you admire, and I think Batman Begins is more a film you enjoy. Yeah, I uh, you're wrong, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I, I don't know how I can argue this one. It's just Dunkirk is like a better made movie. Is the probably thing. you know what actually because I mean some of the action scenes in Batman Begins are pretty clunky. Uh, you like, know, can you argue that at all? Like, Dunkirk is a better directed movie. Like, just I, objectively. Yeah, I'm thinking about, uh, you know what? Fine. I'll concede again. Because <laughs> I think Dunkirk, I think the, I mean, that sequence where, like, the boat flips over is incredible. Um. Okay, so wait. I'm, I'm and just the, the, just the aerial shots of uh, Tom Hardy are insane. Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you're coming around and realizing my list is the correct list yeah adam has the correct list like, wait this is literally just my list so far <laughs> i just realized i'm like looking back and forth and i'm just like getting you to agree to my list <laughs> i mean let's, it's uh let's just have it known that the master is the best pta movie <laughs> shut up um okay so our number five is dunkirk what's your vote for number four um i would say batman begins what? No, we already have Batman Begins at six. Oh yeah. Oh, then Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, so we're at four already. Oh, Memento is number four. I'll give you Memento simply because I don't want it to be my exact list. Um, <laughs> and I got to give you a bone. I just got to throw you one. Okay, so Memento is number four. I mean, it's an amazing movie, but four is a pretty good spot for it. Um, mm-hmm. So does this mean Interstellar is on number three? Uh, yes, Interstellar will be at three. Okay, so like I. I'm surprised because I mean, are you coming? Do you think you're gonna rewatch it soon after this pod? 
Uh, Interstellar? Yeah, I'm probably gonna. I'm hankering to rewatch Interstellar. Yeah, because like I think I kind of made you realize how fucking amazing it is. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, because it... my main thing with it for a while was, was like, oh, I think it's really, really great. I just think the ending doesn't quite all work. But when I was thinking about the ending, I was like, what well, a pretty kick-ass ending. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know what I. You know, I, 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 the movie is with its flaws. It does have its flaws, though. It's just such a kind of what you said where the flaws kind of make me like it. I just admire, like, when you think about what Interstellar is in the abstract, it is such an amazing, like, the fact that he got this movie made, it's like, it's like, a, it's a love letter to his daughter. It's about how love can be felt over all dimension. It's just such a, it's just such an earnest film. And the fact that he got it made is amazing to me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, in many ways, it's a lot like Inception. Like, it, it's a very big scale movie, but like, uh, the way that it like juggles like a very emotional story about humans is very impressive. Um, um, yeah, it's a great, great, great movie, and I'm glad I, if anything, I could convince Joe that the ending is not disappointing. Um, so that's our number three. Uh, so number two, I guess, is I mean, it just kind of writes itself. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So number one is... Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> um, number one is Christopher Nolan's Inception. It is objectively his best movie. I will not hear any complaints. Um, I think there's a chance Tenet overruns it come whenever uh, it comes out. but Because uh, that movie looks amazing. But... Yeah. Uh, Whatever this is for right now, Inception is still amazing. I actually have it on in the room with me right now, but I'm mute. Inception is <laughs> playing on Netflix. Um, <laughs> so I'll let me go over the list real quick just to recap for everyone. Uh, number 10, we have Following, and number nine, we have The Dark Knight Rises, and number eight, we have The Prestige, and number seven, we have Insomnia, and number six, we have Batman Begins, and number five, we have Dunkirk, and number four, we have Memento, number three, we have Interstellar. At number two, we have The Dark Knight. And at number one, we have Inception. Um, I am so glad Insomnia, or uh, The Prestige, is as low as it is. Uh, that makes me very happy. I'm not, but, well, I, you know, I, I I can't win them all. So, I, uh, I, uh, I got, we got Master to number one. I had Django at number one. And I had uh, Guardians 2 at number one. So, I can take this. I'll take the L, Adam. I'll take the L. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised though, because like you won so amazingly with un or, uh, with uh, uncut. I was gonna say uncut gems because it was you were like Howie, but you won so massively <laughs> with uh, the master, and then you just didn't even try with this one. <laughs> like you didn't even make the argument. I mean, you made the arguments, but you just didn't even remotely. Well, close. I the prestige. What you're like? Because the thing is, like that the movie is just a pissing match. Like it's just. I mean, it is them trying to just fuck with each other the whole movie. So I couldn't, like, argue against what you were saying, you know? So I couldn't. And, like, it's... I mean, I guess it is probably his most far-fetched plotline that they would hate each other this much to do that all over the years. And I so it's, like, you were giving... You gave valid critiques for it, so I was like, you know, I can't argue with what he's saying about the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right and Joe's wrong is, uh, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. That's just the moral yeah, that's, of the entire, entire pod message of the final shot podcast is that adam is right and i am wrong yeah i stand by that as well politically um socially um just on every level i'm correct as well yeah um so i mean that pretty much does it i mean that was a that was cleaner than expected i'm sure if jackson was here it would have been more 
uh, messy, but not well, a- Jackson. Jackson, uh, his I think his bottom rankings are the same as ours, but his top three is different than our top three. He, he's he's a he's a Dark Knight prestige memento guy, so he would have not liked the ranking of the list. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm almost thankful he didn't make it on. I love Jackson, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't fuck up my plans tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so Joe, where can everyone find you online? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on most platforms. Oh, okay. And you can follow me. <laughs> I thought for some reason I thought there was more. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler and Adam Sidarius on uh, Letterboxd. And you can follow the pod itself on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Final Shot Pod. Um, next week we're gonna have Wes Anderson, right? Yeah, Jackson Wise will be appearing on the Wes Anderson episode. Unless he dips last minute on Thursday, like he did this week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there will be no shenanigans on the Wes Anderson podcast. Why do I doubt in, this? Why do I doubt I'm this? Guns loaded, and I will not. I I'm I'm coming for blood next week. So just keep that in mind, Adam. I'm gonna place. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox number eight, just to spite you. I will kill you. <laughs> All right. And uh, as always, gamers, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we will be, you can find us on Fortnite too, anytime you want to <laughs> rewatch the Tenet trailer together. Um, you can add Epic Games at railroad underscore randy check me out. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at adamjs107. I literally do not game ever. But uh, if you D, if anyone literally like if anyone DMs me listening to this pod and they say, hey, I want to fort, I want to play Fortnite with you, I will do it for you. If you're a listener of this pod, I will get on Fortnite with you and play with you. Then we will not be doing it if it's Zach. No, if it Zach doesn't count, he's not he's not a listener. He's a stalker. Like he he just he he stalks us because he he wants to he wants to like use this against us and he wants to be on the pod. Um, and when he finds out that Jackson was on this episode and we didn't have him on, he's going to kill us. Uh, <laughs> That's, I think about that. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, do, we, do we tell him about it or do we let him find out about it? Oh, we're not telling him shit. I'm not telling him. <laughs> we'll find out when, when, we'll know when he finds out. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's very busy with the Roaring Twenties podcast, so. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, we got to. Check out the Roaring Twenties podcast wherever it is posted. It's literally <laughs> not streaming anywhere. It's only you can find it on Quibi, and that's it. Um, Quibi. <laughs> it's a Quibi original. Um, you can find it next to Reno Nine One One. So, <laughs> so uh, that's it for this week, gamers. Uh, so we'll catch you next week where I uh, fucking own Joe again. Uh, so until next time, goodbye.